This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to our show. This is your Weekly Dose of Wellness. I am Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. John Tiberi, an orthopedic surgeon specializing in makoplasty robotic-assisted surgery at Memorial Care Joint Replacement Center in Long Beach Memorial. Dr. Tiberi is here to talk about some of the advances in robotic-assisted surgery, including the new makoplasty robotic-assisted surgery technology, which brings a new level of precision to patients with knee and hip pain. The surgeon-controlled robotic arm enables accurate alignment and placement of knee and hip implants to restore mobility and an active lifestyle. Welcome, Dr. Tiberi. Good morning. How are you? Very fine. Great to have you on the program. Now, historically, robotic-assisted surgery wasn't available for orthopedic surgery. What's different with this new makoplasty technology? Well, um, there's a few differences, but the biggest difference is that the use of this technology allows the surgeon to probably achieve a level of accuracy that they would not otherwise be able to achieve on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other significant advantages, including better preoperative uh, information that allows us to create a preoperative plan um, for each particular patient that is based upon um, more information, specifically three-dimensional information. Um, but I think that the major advantage of the system is in the execution of that plan, mm-hmm. whereas other technologies in the past have uh, tried to uh, create those better plans, but there's not really been anything as successful as this in allowing you to achieve your goal uh, intraoperatively and then test that goal right then and there at surgery to see if any adjustments need to be made. Sounds like it's a good thing for both the physicians and the patient. Well, I totally agree. I think that um, from the physician side, it certainly makes us better while not detracting in any way. So it certainly gives us a higher level of confidence and um, a better result. And from the patient side, I think that um, we know that with these procedures, um, which um, is hip replacement and partial knee replacement, there are a certain number of adverse outcomes or complications that may be related to poor implant positioning. And uh, this system allows us to dramatically reduce that um, risk because of the high level of accuracy that we can achieve um, while utilizing the robotic arm. So what surgical techniques and procedures are currently available using makoplasty robotic-assisted surgeries? So at the present time, uh, the system is capable of performing total hip replacement as well as partial knee replacement. However, in the very near future, we expect uh, total knee replacement to also be available uh, as well. And I think that in the uh, intermediate future, there will be additional uh, joint replacement procedures such as redo type of uh, procedures um, for which you can apply this technology to as well. On we go. I love it. What is partial knee resurfacing compared to a total knee replacement? Well, partial knee replacement is uh, basically just that. It's the concept that if only a certain portion of the knee is involved uh, or damaged, then we can replace just that portion. 
and the uh, advantages of that are, uh, number one, we know it's a faster recovery than a full knee replacement. The other uh, major advantage is that if you retain more of your natural bone and tissue as long as it's healthy and not affected, then the knee tends to be a more natural feeling knee because, well, it's, it's your own knee. Uh, Original equipment whereas, is always best. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. That's, I certainly believe that. Um, however, there are times when uh, most of the knee or the entire knee is involved, and in that situation is when you know we tend to recommend a full knee replacement. I got it. How is this new technology changing the culture of joint replacement surgery and orthopedics, especially for younger patients? Well, it's it's definitely a new technology, like you said, and so as far as uh, the culture in, in orthopedics, it's um, it's a very interesting time because I think we're going through a transition where we're seeing more and more uh, surgeons and patients becoming interested in this type of technology because of the success it's had. So. Um, it's, it's an interesting time to see how, how things are changing, and I'll be interested to see how it continues to change. In my practice, um, it's going back to what we said before. It's really allowed me to be, you know, um, have, or I, should, I should say, have an even higher level of confidence when performing the procedure. And I think that definitely re- relates to the younger patient. We know that the average age of joint replacement procedures is going down uh, and that these procedures are being offered to younger and younger patients. And so for me, when I see a very young patient who could benefit from this type of procedure, because a high level of accuracy of the placement of components can reduce the risk of long-term complications like the prosthesis wearing out, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel much more confident offering that surgery to that young patient who has many more years to live with their replaced joint than perhaps an older patient might have. Got it. What are the added benefits to the patient of any age using the Makoplasty robotic-assisted technology for total knee replacements as opposed to the traditional methods of knee replacement? Well, um, the benefit, the, the main benefit is going to be, in my opinion, lower long-term risks of an adverse effect. For instance, wear of the prosthesis. We know that implants put in an appropriate position have a lower chance of, you know, quote-unquote wearing out. And this system, like we've said, allows us to have a very high level of accuracy in the placement of those components. However, there's also some data supporting some short-term advantages of the system as well, such as uh, better function and decreased pain. So I think it's kind of helps on all sides, but I think the the major benefit will be the long-term benefits we see um, reduce the risk of complications and I think lower numbers of reduced surgeries needed. Understood. Will different types of robotic-assisted procedures using new makoplasty technology be available in the future? Uh, Yes, I I certainly expect, uh, as as, as I mentioned before, that... um, in a very short period of time, we'll be able to offer the full knee replacement uh, uh, on the makoplasty system. And I know that um, there are there are plans to uh, incorporate uh, more complicated redo type of uh, procedures uh, on this system as well. It really gives you endless possibilities because 
the way the system works is a CAT scan is obtained before the procedure to give the computer basically three-dimensional information about a patient. And once you have that, you know, you can really, the, the possibilities are, are endless with this system because you can, you can basically tell it to do what you want. It's just, you know, creating the, the platform and software to do it. So I think the possibilities are endless. Um, and uh, right now we have the, the total hip and the, the partial knee, and in the very near future um, we'll have the, the total knee. That is wonderful. Now, what makes someone a good candidate for macoplasty joint replacement surgery? Well, to be honest, in my practice, anyone who is a candidate for a joint replacement is a candidate for a macoplasty joint replacement. So I don't limit this uh, procedure um, in any real way, uh, shape, or form. If I've, if I've uh, come to the decision with the patient that... Um, move forward with a total hip replacement or a partial knee replacement, I'm going to be doing a macoplasty on them because I think while many parts of the surgery are the same, the implant positioning is much improved and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't restrict that to any one type of patient. So for me, it's everybody. Yeah, and that's such an important part of it. So do you need a physician referral to qualify for a macoplasty procedure? And if so, what can listeners do to get one? Uh, you don't you don't specifically need a referral for the procedure. You know, you um, you, you may some some patient uh, health insurances will require a referral to see an orthopedic surgeon. Um, and if you're interested in that procedure, there are some surgeons that are uh, trained uh, and perform the procedure, while others may not. So it may be a question to ask up front if you know that you're already uh, interested in that type of procedure, um, but there's not a specific uh, referral required uh, for the procedure itself, although some, like I said, as we all know, some insurances will require a referral to see a specialist. Okay. Who can our listeners contact for more information about macoplasty? Uh, well, there's, there's several places uh, that uh, you'd be able to look for more information. Um, certainly, you'd be able to visit um, the website for the Joint Replacement Center at Memorial Care by going to the memorialcare.org website, clicking on the services tab, following the link to the Joint Replacement Center. Uh, there is also a makeoplasty.com website with a lot of information uh, about the uh, procedures themselves. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Dr. Tiberi, for coming on the show today. And to learn more or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness. Have yourself a fantastic day.